Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome to Living Box Free. I'm Ashleen. And I'm Becky. And we are going to talk about motivation today, how to motivate others as a leader, as a coach, as a friend. Sometimes at work, sometimes in other spaces, it's important to be able to motivate people and try to change their attitudes. And I am excited to talk about it, as per the <laughs> usual. I'm just ex- I'm just happy to be here. Me too. I'm imagining <laughs> pom-poms right now, like a cheerleader. <laughs> Cheerleading! Which yeah. neither of us were. <laughs> no, neither of us. Definitely. I was not cheerleader material Me either. at all. I could see you like maybe making it work if your friends were doing it. And there was some That's sort true. Of, like, if it was if it was my friends, I can yell really loud. Yeah, there was some sort of promotional process that yes. you were trying to aspire I, to. I you would not catch me in a skirt at all mm. until probably college, like yeah. high school. No, no yeah. dresses, no skirts, cheerleading. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, good to know. All right. Well, <laughs> let's start with what's on the rise for you this week, Becky. It is the third weekend of family, like. Kansas family stuff. Oh boy. So three weekends ago, I was with my sister. Two weekends ago, my parents were here in town. This weekend, Tristan's in Kansas. Sadly, it's not for a good thing. It's a a family member's funeral. Mm. I'm just like, wow, bam, bam, bam. It is, we have not had just like a normal chill weekend here in a while. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to like just normal, go to the gym in the morning, come home, probably eat something not great, healthy, <laughs> pseudo healthy, but like just chilling. Yeah. So I feel like we've just been on the go, but it's been good. It's been a lot of seeing loved ones and catching up. It's just been busy. Yeah, sure. Sounds busy. What about you? Uh, well, our little gym friend group did a health competition. And this is three, three of us. This was four of oh, us. Oh, four of us. Four Sorry. of us. Yeah. Four. And I, it was actually my idea Um, and so I'm only the one to blame and, (laughs) but basically whoever won got a slimmer body and the other three were the losers and had to do a pre-established, uh, punishment. So two of those losers you're talking to right now. (laughs) Yeah. Two of us. Here we are. And my predetermined punishment is to do 530 AM classes for two weeks. I said eight, Two weeks? eight of them, so I could do like five and three or yeah. whatever. But I, I, my goal was to do two weeks. So I'm gonna be a, gonna be an early morning person, provided there's room in the 5:30 a.m. class. Whew. It is a pretty busy class. <sighs> it's gonna be rough. You can do it. I need to go back and see what my punishment was. I think it was no partner workouts. I think so. Which. I'm hoping that's not it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just simultaneously work next to someone, pretend like it's a partner workout. Ash knows me. I live for partner workouts. Yep. I love them. Yep. However, some days it feels like it's an individual one. Some <laughs> There's days. so much synchronization sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of partner workouts, they motivate me. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our segues. I will say though, partner workouts, I am more motivated. I am motivated in that group atmosphere and having someone else that I'm trying to please and yes. pick up the barbell because they're counting on you. We are going to talk in this episode about motivating others. I remember when I was in high school, I was a senior and I was 
thinking about college and if I wanted to be a teacher. And I remember talking to one of my teachers, Mr. Strohshine. He's my agriculture teacher. We spent a lot of time together practicing livestock judging, fun things like that, <laughs> like most people's childhood. Yeah, sure. <laughs> judging poultry. And I asked him, I was like, what do you like and what do you not like about being a teacher? And I'll never forget. He said, Becky, the hardest part about being a teacher is motivating the students who don't care. Mm. And he's like, not all students are quite as eager as you. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. And I'll never forget that. And then thinking about, yeah, how how do you motivate other people? Whether you're a teacher trying to motivate students, or if you are a team member trying to motivate your team to get a certain project done, or if you're a manager in the workplace trying to motivate your team and maybe they don't like their work and you're trying to get them to find purpose and value in it. And Today, we're going to talk about motivation. We're going to talk first off about what is motivation? Why why do we want to be motivated? Like, what are the benefits of that? And then we're going to talk about two specific styles of motivation. Books we're going to reference today. All the stuff we're going to talk about today, three books. One is How Full Is Your Bucket? Two is The Carrot Principle. Mm. Yes, a stick with a carrot dangling. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And the third is Drive. By Daniel Pink. That is the only author I can remember off the top of my head <laughs> out of those three books. Every time we talk about how full is your bucket or anyone talks about how full is your bucket, I just feel like it's one of those like old folk songs, you know? Yes, like, that's actually how just full is your bucket. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do, 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 do. She's, got, she's got a straw coming out of her mouth right now. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just when your I teeth are of. blacked out all of a sudden. How <laughs> <laughs> full is your bucket? Exactly. Okay. Well, we're all picturing that now. <laughs> that, for some reason, makes I'm it sure seem less credible great, in my no, head. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great book. I think I've read parts of it. I don't think I've yes. read the whole book. It's it a pretty short good. book. Yeah. And it's been around for a while. So we're going <laughs> to reference reference those three books. Sorry. One of them looks like a hillbilly. The other two, not as much. You have to wear overalls when you read the book. Yes. Okay, I'm done. Moving okay. on. <laughs> Let's talk first about some data. So information about why is it important to have a motivating environment. First off, come some key facts. It is a five to one ratio of positive interactions you need with a person for every one negative interaction. This is face-to-face interactions. We're not talking about social media here. If it was social media, it might even be more than five. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, positive interactions. But if you think, let's say that your coach gives you some, your coach, your, your boss gives you some difficult feedback and it feels negative, they're, they're probably going to need to give you five positives throughout the course of that week or so, like reinforcing what those good behaviors are you're doing or good skills you've got to really bring you back up to that balance of feeling committed and competent in your work. So wow. five to one ratio. I'm trying to decide if I'm anywhere near that with my coworkers, like not even mm-hmm. like I don't have a team that I lead. I have volunteers. I think yeah. I'm there, there with my volunteers because most of my time with my volunteers is... Like even the negative feedback I try to phrase as positive. Like, I love that you're Include, doing it this way. Yes. Let's try doing it this way. Look at you sandwiching that feedback. Yes. <laughs> but I with Some my cushions on either side yeah. of that meat. <laughs> with <laughs> with my actual coworkers, I don't think I do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably more like a one to one yeah. ratio. And when I talk with colleagues about motivation, I there's a list that I show them. And it's all these different reasons why we don't 
recognize our team members or our teams. And one of them is, why would I recognize them for doing their job? Yeah. And what we need to remember is, and we're going to talk about this here soon, those positive interactions, you might be giving positive feedback to someone on doing their job. And yes, they should do their job. That's what they're getting paid for. But by giving them positive interactions or recognition, you are supporting and you're going to increase those positive behaviors or skills that they need and you want to see more of for the job that they're doing. Okay. Five to one ratio, (laughs) positive at five positives for every negative interaction with someone that's, we're talking face to face or zoom calls for some of us who work from home. 65% of Americans received no recognition last year in the workplace. What? And that's actually, this was before 2020. So who knows? It could could even be less over the last year, year and a half. I'm interested to know if that's perceived recognition or if that's like a statistical, like a scientist observed them and said there was no recognition. It was, so I know it was a survey. So they surveyed people. Yeah. So it is perceived. Yeah. So yep. someone might have said something that they thought was positive, but the other the individual didn't take it that way or yep. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Number one reason people say they left work or left their jobs is they didn't feel appreciated. Yeah, I believe that. Yep. I've also heard some data out there about not liking your manager. Mm-hmm. That's another big one. Nine out of 10 people say they are more productive when they're around positive people. So that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm laughing right now because I am not a positive person to be around at work. So sorry, everyone who's less productive when you're around me. Uh, There's also some data that you'll find in multiple of these books that talks about the return, uh, the ROE at your company. Mm -hmm. So when you are talking about being more profitable, there's data from employee engagement surveys that show employees who are more engaged, who are recognized, you have a better profit as a company than those who aren't. ROI, They're, return on investment. Return on investment. Um, and so one of the things that we also think of from a business perspective is you're going to have better business results. When your people are engaged, they feel appreciated, they feel recognized. So that's just a little bit around the why is motivation important. And whether you own a business or not, you still probably want your organization or your team or maybe it's a, your family member. You still want them to be successful. You want to, them to achieve their goals and what they care about. couple of questions. Ash, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, boy. Can you motivate someone? I think so. I would go with yes. The correct answer, according to the books, is no. Oh, this, let, I'm always wrong. Let's give, let's give <laughs> an example. I actually think of... Nutrition coaches. Okay. Nutrition coaches try to create a motivating environment. They try to educate you. They can tell you your macros, but at the end of the day, you have to make the choice okay. to eat the right food. You're right. Yeah. So this is this is a tricky question. A lot it of people is. say, yes, you can. And, and the truth is you can give someone the tools and you can create a positive environment and a motivating environment through recognition, uh, autonomy. We'll talk about a few of those things. However, that person has to choose. Yeah. And and there's that internal motivation. If you look up definitions, there's one common word and it's drive, mm. which is one of the names of the books. Right. Okay. They probably got that from <laughs> looking up the definition of motivation. Yes. And so that that has to be an internal choice, which is one of the reasons why uh, I know Tristan used to do nutrition coaching and he's like, I can't do this. Like, it's so hard because at the end of the day, you can't make someone you, put yeah. down the cookies when you're not 
living with them in their house. Yes. They have to choose to do that. Couple other questions for you. These you're going to get right. Oh, okay, great. There's, <laughs> think about a time you were highly motivated, Ash. Oh, uh, okay. At work recently, I really wanted to get a, a video made um, before the before a deadline, and I was like, I want this to be really, really good. Mm. Okay. Why did you want it to be really good? Because I wanted people to know that I was good at my job, one, and two, because I felt like my boss really cared whether it was really good or not. Mm. What did your boss do to make you feel motivated mm. and wanting to do a good job? I think actually just giving me the, we, we like a lot our hours at work. Mm-hmm. And so giving me, he gave me 10 hours to get this thing done, which is like a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so it was clearly a high value of like, this is not just a thing I want you to spend an hour on this week. I want you to spend 10 hours this week getting this thing right. How directive was your boss and how to do it versus you have 10 hours, go uh, do it. It was pretty much just you do have 10 hours, go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. As we talk about, so I, I wanted to just ask some of those questions and I did not prep Ash for this. I just put <laughs> really? her on the spot. Cause I'm like, uh, uh, this is, uh. this was perfect. <laughs> As we talk about different styles of motivation, and we'll get into this, one of them is is autonomy. Mm-hmm. And your boss, you know, those situations where your boss can say, okay, Ash, she's a master at this. She's good at this. She's skilled. I'm going to give her 10 hours, and you do it however you want. And for a lot of people, that is a motivator, or that helps motivate them, Yeah, is to have that freedom and not being micromanaged. And we'll, that comes from our drive book. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into, okay, first off, what can you do to help create, help get someone motivated? It's creating a motivating environment, finding out what drives them. And we'll talk about two different styles to help motivate people. And one of them, some people lean towards one and others lean towards the other. And if you're like me, I'm both. <laughs> I probably lean a little bit more towards the drive style, Okay, uh, that book versus the carrot principle. But there are things about the carrot principle I do still enjoy. And then another key piece here, how can you motivate someone? It is so important casting that vision of the future, that desired end state. And that also it goes into one of these styles Uh, the drive principle we'll talk about. Let's jump into the carrot principle first. This book's a little bit older, but it's still very relevant today. And the key underlining theme of the carrot principle is recognition is important. Frequent recognition, timely recognition, and specific Hmm. recognition. One of the other common reasons uh, in the workplace I hear bosses or managers say that they don't recognize people is, they're too late. It's not timely. And they feel like, oh, ooh, it'd be awkward to go back and recognize them for what they did a month ago. Hmm. Not saying you shouldn't do that. It is good for it to be timely though. And and it feels better to recognize that immediately versus having to be like, ooh, remember two months ago you did this? (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Yeah. Do uh, I think you did it this way? And it's harder to be specific. Oh yeah. Yes. So frequent, timely, and specific recognition. Keep that in mind. There's a couple different categories we can think about when it comes to recognition. Probably the most obvious is above and beyond performance. And that is what many, I would say, supervisors and managers lean towards, or if you're a business owner, or even if you're a roommate and you're like, oh my gosh, 
They never do all the dishes. They did all the dishes. This is above and beyond the normal standard I have for them. I'm going to recognize them and say thank you. Yeah. So that that's probably the one we lean into the most is above and beyond performance. You've overreached your goals or you've gone above the standard that we perceived you needing to hit. Yeah. And we say thank you. We give some type of recognition there. And there's there's all so many different types of recognition, handwritten notes, emails, copying someone's boss, verbal, face-to-face, you name it. We keep, That's a whole nother list. Another area for recognizing people is celebration events. One of my favorite times at my company is December because things wind down and almost every team does a holiday party. Yeah. And the, my team does an epic white elephant gift exchange. I got a beer belly fanny pack one year. Oh my gosh. And... Uh, it's just, oh, last year I got a crib dribbler. It was like a fake box <laughs> and it was, it looked like it was for a baby and it was one of those water bottle things that you'd have like on the outside <laughs> of a rabbit or hamster cage yeah. and it was fake, but I didn't know it. And then it was full with like candy. So just like super fun white elephant gift. Yeah. And then we do recognition. We do an in, end of the year, funny, goofy prizes at that holiday party, birthday celebrations. So special events like that. One of the things that... One of, one of my best teams I've been a part of, Eric, we actually mentioned, we interviewed him a while back. Eric, he had all of us, when we started with the team, fill out a favorites list. What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite drink? What's your favorite snack? All that stuff. And it was funny because on for on there, I put, I would much rather eat my own food than go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and when we celebrate, this is when we were face-to-face, when we celebrated yeah. birthdays, we'd always go out to eat. Right. And for my birthday... Uh, Eric emails the team. He's like, it's Becky's birthday. Bring your sack lunch. We're going to meet in the cafeteria this time. And everyone's like, this is so weird, but that's what I wanted. Yeah. And he did a great job of documenting that. Right. To and remembering it. Yes. Yeah. So celebration events, mm-hmm. anything that comes to mind to you that I missed out on? I think creating celebration events that are not already on the calendar is a great way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been part of like office Olympics, things like that, oh, that yes. are like, there's no real reason to do it, but it's just out of the ordinary, and so it feels mm-hmm. particularly fun. Yes. We um we used to do a family day at Alenco. Once again, not since the pandemic, yeah. but we would do like a big celebration, bring your family, half day of work, and then go outside and have a snow cone and watch everyone do a dog parade. That was fun. Bring yeah. your pet. I assume you don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they have a Shocking. whole bunch of things. I mean, it's it's a show about a police precinct. And so they have a whole bunch of things that they do annually, like the mm-hmm. Halloween heist and then the Jimmy Jab games. And I, I know it's a fake, it's fake, it's a show. Yeah. But I love that concept of having this thing that your team or your organization does every year and it doesn't necessarily make sense. There's mm-hmm. no real reason for it. It's just something you do and everyone gets to look forward to it. And even if not everyone looks forward to it, some people look forward to it. Yep. And it's just a tradition. I think that's so fun. Yes. And making it unique to your culture. Yes. Yep. The next two areas. Next one is career recognition and some examples there, work anniversaries. I remember my first year at Alenco and I didn't even know it was my work anniversary, (laughs) but my boss did and emailed everyone and we just celebrated it. Like you made it a year. (laughs) (laughs) And and that is, that's pretty cool feeling for an organization to recognize that promotions another another area career recognition maybe you're even recognizing someone for doing something 
that's developing them in their career outside of work. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you say, Hey, Ash, you're podcasting. It's really help improve your communication skills. We're going to do a podcast party and play Ash's voice in the background <laughs> while we eat cake or whatever. There's an idea for any of your coworkers. That's an idea. That's an idea. <laughs> Technically, it is an idea. Uh, we're brainstorming. Uh-huh. <laughs> any other career recognition ones you can think of? Yeah, I mean, I think a, a great another great one is um, volunteering. I know not every company gives freedom to volunteer on work hours, so I think something to think about is volunteering, especially if you're volunteering in an area that's relevant to work. I mean, just mm-hmm. recognizing that I volunteer at work. I have one of those weird jobs. I've talked about this before. And so getting recognition for that of like putting that extra time in of helping the organization or helping the mm. other people, the other teams as a volunteer, I think recognizing that. And a lot of people do volunteer, you know, at different organizations or nonprofits or whatever, and recognizing that that is a way of them growing and giving back. And yeah, having a, a moment of recognition for that is important. Yep. That's a good example. Last area here, day-to-day recognition. It w- Every seven days, someone should be receiving recognition. And that's hard. That's, that's, I mean, I know we have a five-day work week for most of us, but I mean, that's basically every week you're looking at making sure you recognize someone for the day-to-day activities they do. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's, I actually feel like I love it when someone says, Becky, thank you for doing that tedious logistical Excel spreadsheet I know you don't enjoy it, but it helps make the program work. Yeah. Like those day-to-day activities, especially the things people might not enjoy that they have to do, showing appreciation for that is so important. And that's what helps keep that morale high. Yeah. We have a a software program that we use. It's called 15.5. I think it's because it's supposed to take you 15 minutes to fill it out and five minutes for your supervisor to review it. Anyway, we fill it out once a week. And at the end, it always asks if you want to give someone a high five in your organization. So you can tag someone and say, hey, thanks for doing this, or you did a great job on that. And I decided my first week there, it's optional, but I decided my first week, I am going to fill this out every week. I'm going to choose someone to give a high five to, no matter, even if I am like awesome. wasn't at work that week or just had a terrible week or whatever, I'm going yep. to choose someone so that I'm consistently recognizing people and I think if we all do that, then everyone gets recognized once a week. That is awesome. Yes. One of my marketing teams I was on a while back, we did a weekly meeting. And one of the very first things at the beginning of the meeting was wins. Mm-hmm. And we just celebrated what wins did we see? And you never, you never were like, I did this, you know? <laughs> And yeah. we are a little bit more aware. And so you're recognizing and it's verbal. And sometimes people would type the notes. We had a shared one note with our agenda. They type it in there. And it, once it, ju- it did, it made it a great way. It wasn't all on the manager or supervisor. You as a team member recognizing your teammates is also equally as important. Yeah, definitely. So maybe making that even a weekly routine, whether you're filling out this 15-5 or a team meeting you do each week. That's Those are the key underlying key pieces of the carrot principle. It's all about recognition, making sure you're doing it every seven days, recognizing somehow in those four key areas above and beyond performance, celebrating events, career recognition, and day-to-day recognition. The other style of motivation is a little bit newer of a concept, the book Drive by Daniel Pink. He talks about how today more people are motivated by being given autonomy 
So that freedom to go work, here's your project, do it however you want. Here's your time frame. Ash gave us an example of that earlier. The second one is mastery. In this book, it talks about, you know, there's people who play the guitar at home and they're not getting paid to play the guitar. And you ask them, why are you, why are you playing the guitar four days a week? And they say, because it's fun. I like it. I want to get better. People might ask Ash and I, why do you do CrossFit? Why are you doing handstand walk practice? Because it's fun. I want to learn how to do it. So this concept of mastery and helping people, putting them in places at work where they can master fun skills, video, editing, whatnot, that's, that's a driver for some people. They find it fun. They want to get, become a master at it. And the last one is purpose. As a leader, one of the greatest things we can do is in casting that vision, helping people see how they're contributing to the organization and what's that organization doing big picture to serve a certain need or purpose. And by doing that and people finding purpose in their work, that's a big motivator. Yeah, I think that's huge, especially as you think about your organizational values or your team values, making sure that when you are celebrating wins, or recognizing people that it aligns with the purpose and the big picture of your organization and what you're trying to do. Absolutely. And by doing that, you're building that brand loyalty as well to your organization. Yep. And it's easier to wake up and do some of the things you don't enjoy when you know that that has to get done to achieve this overarching purpose that you're serving. Yeah. If you can see where it ties in and why it's important, then it's not as hard to do. Yep. So that I'm, that's simple. The book drive autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Three other key areas, things you can do to help other people be motivated. Or maybe you need to tell your boss like, hey, help me see the purpose behind this because I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm not motivated. <laughs> so feel free to ask too, your supervisor, your teammates, if you're not feeling motivated, maybe you need to have a conversation as a team. Hey guys, I feel like we could do a better job recognizing one another. Mm, yeah. what, are, what are some fun ways we can do that? Or maybe you're the one that says, hey, give me your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to send a calendar invite so we all know each other's birthdays, and I'm going to make sure we go do something fun. That's what I was thinking, actually, when you were talking about the favorites list of, I mean, I had a team that did that in the past, or I did that for a team in the past, but I was the leader of the team, and now I'm not the leader. I'm, you know, just one of the minions. And, <laughs> and me too. thinking about, yeah, maybe I need to, I need to be the one to do that and mm-hmm. say, I know you guys aren't valuing this, but I'm choosing to value this. And it's important. I'm going to make it happen. I, one of my favorite retreats, and this was all a while ago, like 10 years ago. It was before I even moved to Indianapolis. They, uh, it was actually an FFA retreat and they had asked all of us to fill out this survey about ourselves. And it was like a month before the retreat show up at the retreat and there's flip charts all around this room. And each flip chart had our name and underneath it, was a basket of my favorite. At that time, it was Diet Coke, and it was trail mix, and it was all my favorite snacks oh, and wow. goodies. And I forgot that I even filled out that yeah. survey. And it, it just it made that retreat so fun and special because I had my favorite snacks, my favorite drinks. Uh, I think there was like some other things they put in there, some books. Those little things make yeah. a big difference. We've been... Um, it's kind of complicated, but we, we switched from serving dinner on Saturday nights at work to the band, and then we switched to serving breakfast instead. But on Saturday nights, we do snacks. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> and so on Thursdays during rehearsal, what um, our director has been doing is having us all stand in a circle, and we go around, we say our name, make sure everyone knows us, and then say what your favorite snack is. And she makes a list, and then Ooh. she buys those snacks for Saturday night. 
And I think it has been hugely motivating or like not even motivating necessarily, but it makes people feel recognized, which mm-hmm. then motivates them to come back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been a great tactic. I don't it's even know personalized that personalized and yeah. fun. I don't know that she was thinking of it as a motivational tactic, but I think it has worked. Yep. Kudos. Yeah. Shout out. That is how we, we can't make someone motivated, <laughs> but we can help create that environment. And whether it's maybe you need to be motivated, you need to ask for some of these things, or like Ash said, take the initiative, mm-hmm. go find out what everyone's favorites are, s- schedule a birthday party or whatnot. Uh, or if you are looking to motivate team members or your manager or supervisor wanting to motivate your team, think about these things. And everyone's different. Some people might really want more of that verbal recognition, day-to-day recognition, or some people might want to be like, hey, just let me do my thing and trust me and give me that autonomy to work. Yeah. So everyone's different. So it's knowing your people. Well, I know I'm coming out of this with some thoughts on what I need to work on and what I need to to contribute to my team. And I think it is easy, especially as someone who's not a, a leader with a title, that it's really easy to just sit back and let the culture happen around me. Mm-hmm. But I want to be someone who's positive and helps other people people be productive. And it, then it helps motivate me too. So I need to yep. contribute to that. Yep. Great team members step up and share ideas yeah. for the team. And this is fun stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to just make everyone have more fun yourself included (laughs) and we like fun i like fun i'm a fan of fun awesome well hopefully you learned some things about how to create a motivating environment and we loved talking about it i am motivated right now to go create a motivating environment (laughs) woohoo we'll talk join us next time (laughs) bye bye